They heard you. Good morning, guys. It is Wednesday. Oh, the trash. It is Wednesday night for us. They heard you. I know. <laughs> Thursday morning for you guys. And, um, Trash day for us. Trash day for us. So, um, we had a, a, a really good Bible study. I thought it was a good Bible study today earlier. I really enjoyed it. So many of you were watching and, and commenting. And, and that actually, it helps. It's encouraging, you know, because usually we have our Bible study at the church. And there's a bunch of people there. But being here, it was just me and Sharon. So we enjoyed the comments and made it feel like we're not by ourselves. What? What happened? So, I distract you. What do you mean? Like right now? Yes. No, because I'm just, is that my water or yours? It's mine, but you can have it. Let me see. Thank you. I got really close. <laughs> that was weird. All they was my shiny forehead. So guys, I'm going to get right into the scripture because if you saw the Bible study after a while, I just started coughing. That's the last lingering thing left is an occasional cough. And um, I just want to get past it already. But I know what it feels like. That's how I get. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you can't stop coughing. So I'm just, uh, I feel better. I, I clean my bike up. I'm going for a ride tomorrow. And uh, I felt good, cleaned it up and everything. And ready to go anyways i want to uh i forgot what scripture i was gonna read <laughs> yeah it's somewhere here hold on <laughs> where was it at old age honey no i just uh what was i gonna read that is funny that is funny I'm not going to pause. I'm not going to stop. This might take 10 minutes for me to figure. That's mine for the, the arm strap I bought. It's an extra one. My arm ain't that big. This thing, guys. What? Why is it on the floor? Because it, my arm ain't that big. I don't plan on my arm being that big. <laughs> Ever. Unless I have elephantitis of the arm. So, uh, anyways, guys. Where were we? We were going to say read the Bible. Oh, man, seriously. Wait, give me a second. I know it's on this page. What was I going to read? For reals. Good night, everyone. You, don't you want to wait to see what I'm going to read? Okay. I really don't know what I was going to read. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll figure it out by the time you get back. This is strange. This is quite embarrassing, guys. Um, 
I was just looking and I just read something. And I'm like, man, this is going to be <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what happened. Wow. I, I don't know. So that is weird. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. I'm in First Peter. So if you know First Peter, there's a lot of good stuff. So I'm just like, which one was I going to read? Because there's a lot, a lot of good stuff. So I'm just like, I'm going to have to pick one of them. Because, or else we'll just end up reading this whole page and, and just break the whole thing down over the next five hours. You know, but seriously, I'm, I'm seriously going to have to pick one. Um, hmm. Okay, I'm just going to start here, guys. And we'll see what's going to happen. I'm going to read out of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. And it says this. It says, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Actually, oh, that is what I was going to read. For, seriously, it is. Because the next part where it says be sober. So that is where I was going to read. So therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. That's what the Lord is saying. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your sinless conduct received by tradition. I mean, I'm sorry from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. So here's the thing, right? I know I read the whole passage, but I wasn't going to talk about the whole passage. The reason I read the whole thing was because I just kind of wanted to make sure I was in the right context of what I was going to say because of what it's saying in the beginning. And in the beginning, he says, gird up your loins of your mind. That's another way of saying tighten up your belt, right? Gird up your loins. And it's an old word. But basically it's saying, gird up the loins of your mind. Tighten up the mind. Tighten up the things that are you're allowing to, to, to rule over you, the, the thoughts that are coming in. Tighten that stuff up. You know, tighten that stuff up. And it's interesting how it says to do that. See, a lot of times people say, well, um, the Bible says that I could, you know, uh, I can drink sometimes. The Bible says this. The Bible says I can... You know, even, I've even gone as far as people saying, well, the Bible doesn't say I can't smoke weed. The Bible doesn't say, well, look at this part. Look what this says. Gird up the loins of your mind. How? The next verse. Be sober. Guys, I'm going to tell you something a lot of you don't know. 
if you don't know, haven't known me for a long time, I have never drank alcohol in my life. I've never smoked weed in my life. I've never done any illegal drug in my life. I've never been addicted to prescription drugs in my life. You know, I know that's weird because I was a gang-banging dope dealer and all that stuff. Um, There's reasons why. It had nothing to do with, well, not directly with Christianity. Because I wasn't a Christian until I was 32. But I was raised in a Christian home. My mom got saved when I was five. My dad got saved three years later when I was eight. One of my older brothers uh, became an alcoholic as a teenager. Um, I saw him go in and out of jail. I saw him wreck his car and, and almost die because of a DUI. I saw him have, uh, and every time he'd end up in jail, I saw him have a high-speed chase. with The, the cops had to wreck into him to stop him. Uh, and then they took him to jail. So my mom was constantly crying over my brother who was an alcoholic and he wouldn't stop drinking. Uh, he's saved now. You know, um, God delivered him. And then my dad being an alcoholic. So me growing up, seeing that that alcohol brought nothing but pain to my mom. I I didn't want to be that way. And then when I got older and and in my teen years, um, because my friends were trying to peer pressure me into drinking and because I'm, I'm kind of a stubborn guy. And what they didn't understand is the more they tried to pressure me, the stronger I got because I didn't want them to win. There's no way I was going to let them win. I wasn't going to let their will um, uh, basically conquer my will. I was a very strong-willed person. So because of that, I I never did that stuff, right? But here's another reason. But then when I got in my 20s, when I was old enough to legally drink, um... All my friends, all my homeboys are drink, and, and matter of fact, um, because they know I, I didn't drink, they didn't go to bars, because if they went to bars, I wasn't going to be around, and if I wasn't going to be around, well, that's kind of a bummer, because I think I was a good friend to them, and they wanted to hang around me, plus, I was in the music industry, so they were going to go where I was going to go, because I was the one with the money. You know, to be honest with you, so what? I'm not going to go to a bar and buy them drinks, you know? So well, what happened was they would go and compromise. We, we would go play pool a lot because at the pool hall, they would sell beer. That I love playing pool. So they we I'd get to play pool with them. they get their beer. So, you know, we would go to uh, restaurants that had a bar, Red Lobster or, or TJ Fridays or, um, you know, that way. I liked eating. We would eat and they could order their beer and there was a bar there. So, but to go to a bar, it never happened because I didn't want to go there. I was the one that had the car. I was the one that had money. You know what I mean? So anyways, my point is this, I'm going off track. Even in those times when I was selling dope and all that, I chose to not drink because I needed to be vigilant. I had, we had enemies. Not only do we have enemies, there's there's police officers, there's task force, there's there's um, there's a, just a lot of stuff. So I always wanted to be vigilant. I needed to be sober. I didn't want to get caught slipping because that's a lot of times when you're in the life, the reason people would would something would happen to them was because they weren't watching where they were because they were a little intoxicated. 
You go to a house party, you go to a bar, you go to a, a, a pool hall, you go for a cruise back then. You never know when the enemy is going to catch you slipping. So you had to be vigilant. And so as soon as I became a Christian, it made sense. When I read verses like this, it made perfect sense when it says, gird, your, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. You know, I was. it's like it was normal. So in other words, get your thoughts right and be sober, be vigilant, look around. And so it was easy for me to translate that into my Christian walk, to always be sober, to always be vigilant, to watch my back. And, and especially now, because our enemy is not somebody from the other side of town or the other side of the state. Our enemy now is, is the devil and his demons, because we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities in high places. So... Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. And then look at the next to the rest of the verses. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So basically, it's very simple what it's saying here, what Peter is telling the church. He's like, listen, guys, we we need to not let any old thing come into our mind, not follow after these fables, not follow after false doctrines, not follow, you know, don't go chasing the miracles, don't go chasing uh, um, the healings, don't go chasing that, because actually the Bible says that those signs will follow those that believe. It doesn't say, hey, believers, follow those signs. No, because those signs are going to follow those that believe. That's why you never go chasing after uh, deliverance ministry. Don't go chasing after healing ministry. Don't go chasing after prophetic ministry. When you chase after that which is being taught, when somebody is truly teaching the word of God, that's what you want to follow because when you follow that, then you're going to see all that stuff happen. You're going to see prophetic word. You're going to see healing. You're going to see demons cast out. You're going to see that, but those things are never going to be the center of it. Jesus is always going to be the center of it. His word is always going to be the center of it. And those signs will follow those that believe. So we want to gird up the loins of our mind and we want to be sober and we want to rest. We want to rest in the hope <coughs> of Jesus Christ. We want to rest in the hope of Jesus Christ. This is important, guys. And the next thing it says, as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lust. <coughs> not going back to our previous walk. Not going back to the previous way of living. Not going backwards. We, we tighten up the things in our mind. We're sober. We rest in the revelation of Jesus. And we don't go back. 
And and that is key, guys. And and that's the main thing. I didn't want to talk about the whole whole thing. Um, but I do want to end it with this. In verse 15. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. <clears throat> because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. What does that mean? Holy means set apart for God. That's it. Just set yourself apart for God. When you set yourself apart for God, then Satan has no part of you because you're set apart for God. <coughs> so, guys, the coffee has started. I'm going to let you go. God bless you. Have a great day. And tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.